everyone. Welcome to Pink Shade with Erin Martin, the podcast where we talk about all the shows we're addicted to, plus the reality stars we love, even when we're giving them the side eye. I have a very special episode coming up for you guys today because I have Lisser here with me. You know her from the Jenny McCarthy Show. She is BFF Friday's regular guest because she is Jenny's BFF along with Colleen who breaks down all of the drama of the world for us every single week, channel 109 Sirius XM stars, and she is a reality TV lover. She is a junkie just like the rest of us, and she is here to talk about the 90 Day Fiance reunion, the tell-all from hell, the whole season, all five seasons. We're going to get into everything. And we're also going to touch on some housewives too, because there are three franchises going on right now. As you guys all know, Beverly Hills started this week. Atlanta is right in the middle and New Jersey is coming to a close. So we have some things to dish on there as well. If you haven't joined my Pink Shade with Aaron Martin Facebook group yet, Go over there and do it, you guys. It is so much fun. Our group is growing, and it is the place to be if you just want to talk about all of this stuff that you love, and you have no one else to talk to about it. The people in my real life don't want to hear about Paul from the Amazon anymore, but uh, I want to talk about him. So the Facebook group is the place to do this. Come over there. Follow me on Aaron, uh, at Aaron Leah Martin on Twitter and Instagram, and check out my recaps on realitytea.com. And let's go ahead and just get right to it because damn, Lissa and I have a lot to say. All right, so I have Lisser here with me, and she is going to break down all of the 90 Day Fiance drama, and we're going to touch on a little bit of Housewives at the end. Hey, Lisser. Hey, Erin. Uh, we are separated at birth. We actually, li- wait, we didn't really live in the same town at the same time, which for me is like a glitch in the matrix, but we did overlap, right? We did overlap for sure. I know. I found each other. You know that. I know. Seriously, when you, whenever you mentioned that you lived in the place I do now, I was like, "When?" I'm like, "Why are? Why aren't we friends?" Like, I don't get it. Of course, yeah. we would have. <laughs> didn't make any I sense. Know. I know exactly. So I know I'm gonna come. I'm gonna have to come down and see you and Jenny and Colleen sometime. We're gonna figure that out. But <laughs> you guys, you gotta join us on BFF Friday sometime. Obviously. I know, I know. I got to talk to David and we have to work that out because, yeah, I feel like I want to, I'm with you in spirit, but being there in person would just be next level. So. Yes, it's really fun. It really is. And you don't know what you're missing. You got to come join us. Oh my God. I can't wait. Okay. Well, so let's, I'm, first of all, I'm so jazzed that you've got Jenny on board watching this. You and I have been watching this and texting about it and just losing our minds about 90 Day Fiance for a long time now. Why do you think this show is so addictive? I think it's the first one in a while now that has come out that seems, uh, is seemingly unscripted, for real. It doesn't look like these things are even outlined you know, with set up too much. So I love that. And I really love the level of, eh, of crazy that these people are. I mean, it's, it's, it's very deep and multi-layered. Um, their, their codependency and their 
you know, insanity. I don't even know how to explain it, but it makes me think the entire time I'm watching it. I mean, my jaw is dropped the whole time. I know. I, I, me too. I watch it with an open mouth. Like I'm a mouth breather watching this shit. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. And my husband will say like, do you feel like a bad person for watching this? I'm like, hell no. I feel like I am living my best life watching this. Yeah. Yeah. No, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is my calling. This is my, exactly. And if, and I also need people to talk to about it because nobody in my real life is really watching. I have one person, like like a friend removed, who's watching it, and I'm being weirdly single white female with her whenever I see her out in public because I'm like, have you watched it? Can we talk about it? So I love that there's this whole community online on reality T yeah. and Jenny, everybody, because it's just you have to process what the hell's going on. I agree, and... You know, Jenny and I were talking about this last week, and I know the, the um, comparison is always made, but it really is our sport, like girl sport. I can talk about, like, the different players all day long. I could have a fantasy goddamn football team with this. I swear to God, like, I could make a real, I could, I, I could do, I could talk about the reality TV stuff the way that men talk about. Absol- absolutely absolutely and and if you've been watching it for forever like you and I have yeah. and like a lot of my yeah. listeners and the readers of reality tea have you can go back like 10 years on some of this shit you can be like well that was when Vicki Gunvalson you know what I mean like you have statistics going historically <laughs> backwards uh, I mean that's completely true and my ex-husband at one point I mean and this was years ago goes well come on Vicky's like family now She's, like, when <laughs> right Right. You know what the, I I have to tell you something so funny. So last night we went to a survivor finale party because weirdly my husband, even though he doesn't watch any of the reality TV I do, he's like a huge survivor fanatic. Like he wants to go on survivor. He wants to drag his old ass onto survivor and be like the old dude on there. And I'm like, whatever. So we go to the survivor party and there's a girl there who went to Oh God, what was it? Her mom went to high school with Vicky or some shit like that, or her mother-in-law. And she said that Vicky showed up at her high school reunion this past year or two years ago and, and like walked in like she was um, Nicole Kidman. And everybody was like, yeah. who the fuck are you? Because it's like Chicago. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I know. I know. I was dying. You know what? I could see, and that is so Vicky to do that too. But yeah. I'm just going to go. Yeah. I'm going to get dressed up and I'm going to go to that. Yeah. And I think she, I know. And I think she came in with like an entourage. Like she came in with like a few, yeah. Like people on her, like on her arms. Yeah. So funny. And that's the funny thing too. Like this is our sports because we know all the names. We know all the statistics. But then if you talk to someone who really is on the outside of this world, we think these people are sort of like celebrities, but they're not. No, 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 right. No. no. There are celebrities, that's it. There are celebrities, exactly, and it's just this world. Anyway, okay, let's get back to 90 Day Fiance, though. So you have now watched the entire tell-all, right? Yes. Okay, uh, thoughts? <laughs> I am so in love with Molly that it's just breaking my heart. That was my first, <laughs> that's, my, that's my heartfelt, um, review of it because I really like that woman. I think she is kind and like a warm southern girl. I just really like her. And she's intelligent. She is not an idiot. By any stretch of the imagination, she's not. 
No. I just, I don't know what she's doing. She just wants love so badly that this is like really going to happen. And I think that Louise, I think that he came back when he realized that you can be investigated if you, you know, take off that quickly. I fully concur. I think he's learning from the mistakes of Mohammed, who also pulled the yeah. same move. And he came back because he, I mean, he obviously was there under duress. He looked like the police had yes. forced him on that couch. He wouldn't even sit by her. No, I know. And and then Molly was like, yeah, he's doing really well. He went to the grocery store and he helped with a backpack. Karen, he, she's, and I'm going to quote this. She said he went to the grocery store all by himself. Right. <laughs> Right. Like he's a big boy. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big boy now. He helped Kelsey with her backpack. Listen, a, a week ago he was going blah, 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 blah. Kelsey, more blah, 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 blah. I can't take it. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone ever said about my kid, I wouldn't even be friends with him anymore, let alone like can you imagine okay that's I will first of all I'll back up and say I agree with you I have a soft spot in my heart for Molly and I don't understand why she's turning into Danielle 2.0 because she's not stupid she is not cognitively impaired like Danielle obviously is and she is attractive and she also is this great businesswoman she has so much going for her she doesn't need to troll bars in the Dominican Republic to get a husband Let's be real when we say Andre said that for her. He goes, you can do better than him. And I stood up and cheered. Totally. Andre said that. Totally. Yeah, He and he said Luis is a punk. He's a punk. He is. She can do much better than him. And and she, her brother and father, I mean, her father was kind of a dick during the whole thing, but yeah. I under, clearly understood his plight. But um, her brother couldn't be a nicer human being either. These are two nice people who were raised right. Yeah, Uncle Jesse was so yes. kind to that little punk ass Luis. I mean, because he loves his sister. Because he loves know? his sister, exactly. And you know what? Her father, people were like, oh, he's a racist or whatever. I'm like, no, he's not. He no. sees Luis for what he. And we need to remember, too, Luis is 24 years old, right? Or 26 years yeah. old. He's, I mean, he's yeah. just this, he's not even in the age appropriate range for her if he was a bartender yeah. in Atlanta. You know what I mean? So, absolutely. It no, makes in, in in the DR. Wait a minute. Did I also hear that she sponsored his brother, his brother to come here? Did I dream that? I heard that too. And then people were commenting. So I wrote up my recaps and I mentioned that. I'm like, did I hear that right? And people were like, no, he's here on a. A visitor's visa or something, but Molly spo- Molly did sponsor his visitor's visa. I I I I feel like I heard that too, though. I think she is involved in sponsoring the brother somehow, and because Luis's long game has to be to get his family on the come up or to get his family yeah. over here. I mean, he's not here for Molly. He's certainly not here for yeah. her kids. He knew she yeah. had kids, and and I'll go back to that. What you said, if if, if any man said even one of the thousand things that Louise said about those kids, about my kid, I would be like, he'd be decapitated. He would for sure. I'd punch him in the fucking throat. Can I curse on that? To, absolutely. <laughs> Feel free. I'm rated E for explicit on iTunes based on my very first podcast. I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> well, listen, I thought I was on the McCarthy show for five seconds, and I was like, oh, wait, maybe I'm not. I'm <laughs> Right, right. Okay, so 
Yeah, Luis with her kids, so inappropriate. I mean, we can break it down. He was inappropriate with Kensley and Olivia in very different ways. Who did you think was worse? Um, that's a great question. I guess Olivia, because she's more aware of how inappropriate it was. Yeah. You know, and it can actually hurt her. Kelsey, was that her name? Yeah, Kelsey was just kind of a bitch, which I love. I think it's Kensley. Kensley. Yeah, Kenzie was just more of a bitch to him. Because clearly her sister got to her and was like, that's not our dad. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but he was pulling that weird line on her, like, I'm your daddy now, or can you say I'm your father in Spanish? And she was like, you are not my daddy. Yeah, and that's when he turned on her. He's like a child himself. He was like, then go fuck you. He, exactly what happened. Exactly. When Molly said to him, I don't want to raise a third child, I was like standing up clapping. I was like, that's exactly what this guy is for you. Do we think that Molly and Louise seriously could have been sitting there putting food in each other's mouths at that restaurant with Olivia? Oh, my God. That's why, you know, I do have that soft spot for Molly like you do, but I get really, really almost like filled with rage when I see her interact like that in front of her kids. And and the fight that they had was epic, and I loved it. Um, him calling her a witch was beyond anything I could ever even fathom in my head. And, and Andre, again, was right that he was just doing that to get out, to pick a fight. Yeah. He, that was going to be his platform. Totally. Totally. He's like the immature, um, what do I, I guess, Dominican version of David Bedore. Like he gaslights oh the God. shit out of her. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what I That was gaslighting, for sure. Yeah, and then he sort of smirks. Like, all he needed to do to add to that whole image was just, like, get on the monkey bars and back and start working out really yep. hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he... he no, Andre is not... He's not my favorite. He's not my favorite. But he was getting some truths at the reunion that he, made me... I agreed. Him. I agreed almost with everything he said. And I, I said it on my podcast before. I maybe am in the minority, but I don't hate him. I really don't. He, he, I told my boyfriend that, um, I, I said, I was like, he's the only one who's speaking any sense on this entire, you know, episode of the reunion. And I don't think that what he's even done with Libby is all that offensive either. It's not like he had a bachelor party. Exactly. And, and, and my boyfriend was like, listen, you could, you could probably deal with Andre for a total of two minutes. <laughs> no no totally the, he's not the guy we'd want to marry I mean so bottom line but but let's put it this way if you had to marry one of those mother truckers on that stage yeah. he would be my choice because so I mean Josh no <sighs> either of the Davids no Luis who am I missing oh as in wait what's the, wait, what's the other David uh, Spanish David, the Virgin, twenty-seven-year-old oh Virgin. Right. Yeah, you, yes. I forgot that he was David as well. David and Evelyn both completely. Evelyn is like the most selfish eighteen-year-old. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Fun fact for Evelyn: I taught high schoolers for thirteen years, and she would have been one of those girls who would have come to me almost every day asking for special dispensations. Yeah. I can just picture yeah. her in my mind, and like yeah. I have to go practice with the family band. We have a YMCA yeah. gig coming up, so I really can't do this paper like everyone else. I mean, she just would have been that kid. Yeah, and she would have also been defended by her culty parents at every turn. Yeah. Yeah. They were, but they're like, but what about the band? You know, that 
before everything. Let's not be, the band in Claremont comes before everything. Oh, totally. Yeah. So, yeah. No, this band, have you heard it? Have you gone on YouTube and listened to any of this? Of course I have. Oh, my God. She thinks she's like, she, I, I also said this the other night when I was, I was like, why does Evelyn think she's now? Like, she thinks she's so earthly and beautiful and she's just <laughs> annoying with a terrible dress. <laughs> I know she the, okay the wedding dress was her mother's let's talk that wedding dress for just a moment what were your first impressions when she came down the stairs uh, my first impression was impression was I hate you sure. <laughs> right. that, that's exactly the kind of thing that annoys me that she just thinks she's so precious yes yeah, she does so yeah Evelyn's dress was hideous and people People were sort of defending it a little bit on different platforms, saying, well, it was her mom's, it was sweet. But I don't think that's why she wore it, especially when I saw that weird vintage coat she put on afterwards. I think she really fancies herself some kind of, yeah, like precious, special, yeah. vintage right? Yeah, there's no question in my mind that that's how she, she sees herself and that's how she fancies herself. Yeah. For real. And that's why I knew when she came down, I was just like, oh God, she just... She just thinks that's that's she's so cool in that. Yeah, Ugh. yeah. Do you like David? I do not like Spanish David. I think he is perfect for her though because I don't like them both, and I think that right. them taking each other off the market is like a okay with me. Yeah. Do you I like him? I, 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 no, I, I don't actually, but I did appreciate his sticking his heels into her, her again, precious Claremont. <laughs> Oh, no, that's yeah, that's yeah. what I liked. Yeah, I like that yeah. hi, that him being, like, obnoxious is used on her. I like that. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Right. I mean, I, got, I started taking, I just started taking, like, pictures of Claremont, New Hampshire, online and just sending them to my boyfriend. He's like, oh, my God, we love Claremont so much. <laughs> I've never known a girl who loved her small town, so, like, she's, like, a big star there. I know. You know what she is? She's a she's a big fish in a small pond because the rest of us who grew up, I mean, I'll speak for myself, who grew up in small towns, we were like not on national TV. Like this is the best place in the world with the best apples. We were like, hopefully nobody knows I'm from here. Yes. Right. How quickly can I get out of here? Exactly. Like I heard there's a city somewhere. I'm moving there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. But I heard there's stoplights in places. Exactly, exactly. I heard there's a town with more than one bar where old men are every night. <laughs> yeah, but she's like super proud of it because she is the shit in that town. Yeah. And they're going to move yeah. eight houses away from her weird parents. Or her, her dad is kind of hot in a weird, like disturbing way to me. But they're moving eight why houses. Dad, why is her dad like 40, by the way? Oh, it's because I think they pulled an Evelyn, and they got married when they were 18. That's why they were totally behind her getting married at 18, which is so fucked up in 2017, I think. No, you're right. I forgot about that part. That is why. So he's most likely younger than me. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Which is, you know what? That's like my parents. My parents were married at 20, had me at 21. I mean, a few years older, but like my mom was 39 when I went to college. Shut up. Yeah, and I was like 35 when I had my baby. <laughs> so we, yeah. yeah, so it was like very different kind of parenthood, ex marriage and parenthood experiences, but that's like her parents. I look at them and I'm like, oh, you're those people who got married straight out of your parents' house and yeah. want your kids to do the same thing, even though we're in the new millennium. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're boring as boring can possibly be, and they're going to live a boring life in boring Claremont. 
And this is going to be the most exciting thing that's like ever happened to them. Totally. But what do you think David is going to do about this? Do you think he is going to be okay with being like shaking the tambourine in the family band? No. I don't think so either. I can't I see him I, staying I there. No, I don't think he will. So this will be interesting to me. I have a, I have a feeling they might show up on a 90 day fiance happily ever after because I think their marriage is going to be more of a torment than their courtship was by far. I agree with that too. Especially now that he's got a taste of sex as well. Oh yeah. I mean, God knows what that can lead to. Right. Especially if he has a wanderlust of trying to get out of Claremont as well. Yeah, exactly. Do you really think he was a virgin? Um, yes. Yeah. But of course, that's what made me think he was gay. So I'm, he's confusing. He's confusing all of my buttons. I don't understand why anyone, you know, it's like he made the choice too. It wasn't, it wasn't specifically a religious choice, was it? No. And he said, I knew at 13 years old, I wanted to save myself for marriage. What 13 year old boy do you know who would have that thought? I'm like, like my nine year old was, I mean, like none, no, nobody. No, it was very strange to me when he said that. And then when he got really upset about talking about sex and at the tell all, he kind of blamed it on the cameras, but it seemed to be like, he had a look of terror on his face when she was bringing up sex. It was so strange. I'm like, what happened to him? Well, that's what made me think he might be gay. Right. Right. That he was just like, this is, I'm not, he's so uncomfortable with it. And even at 13, he was like, I don't want to have sex with a girl until, you know, I'm married. I don't know. Yeah. And then, but, but apparently he's been trolling Evelyn on Instagram via her Evelyn Cormier family band photos since she was 14 years old herself, which is also super creepy. Ew. Yeah, I know. So he was, this is a man in his 20s. I mean, he was in his lower 20s then, but that was only four years ago. So what was he, 23 maybe? And yeah. he was looking at a 14-year-old girl online. And so when they, their whole story about like, we met and then I went to Spain. No, he had been contacting her for four years, according to the internet sleuthers out there who have found this wow. shit. Yeah, it's really weird. Can we talk about um, Nicole? Yeah. Please do. Just go off. I, 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 was, I, I was so happy when I read your blog when you said the last brain cell that Nicole has remaining because she she's to me. Listen, they put themselves out there, and I know I'm going to sound like a bitch, but they, listen, this is, this, this is the name of the game. This oh, is what's going to happen. When you I'm with you. Out. I'm with you. Yep. She's, she can barely complete a sentence. I know. She's so unintelligent. I know. And have you read that... Azin is basically the catfisher and he has Nicole and multiple other women on the hook and that he even has a girlfriend possibly in Korea and that they all send him their meager Starbucks-like paychecks and that's how he makes his living. I have heard that and I do believe it. I believe it too. I totally believe it because could you even, I couldn't figure it out. I was like, why is he entertaining the notion of marrying this loser I mean she really is yes. she doesn't have anything going for her nothing nothing going for her I mean which is very sad obviously. it is it is but come on girl you've got a kid pull your shit together here and I get so mad at her mom to mom with about I mean at all the moms online do when she's like making him call or may call as in daddy and when she's just She's just a, she just looks like from what we see on camera, she looks like a terrible, uninvolved mom because she doesn't yeah. seem all there, right? She's not all there. No, she's not all there. She's like I said, I can she can 
barely complete a thought in a way that makes me think <laughs> that she has got an IQ of anything relevant. Let me put it that way. Right. She, um, right. She, she can't even have a discussion with, I mean, she can't even like, when her mom was like, how much money did you send her this month? She's like, mom, please. I know, I know, and but her mom is who I feel bad for her mom, but her mom is quite an enabler, and I don't like that. I mean, you can see how Nicole happened when you look at how the parents treat her with kid gloves. I think they should just call her bluff when she says, I'm gonna go to Morocco and move there. First of all, no, you're not Nicole, and they should just be like, Fine, fine. And you know, they bought her plane ticket totally. Totally. She has, and she's sending her paychecks to Azin. She is probably giving him her appearance fee because the Americans get a, an appearance fee from TLC where the foreigners do not because they can't collect any kind of American income even for appearing on the show. I'm sure she's turning that appearance fee over to him as well. Just to, so he'll, I'm, I'm sure that's why he agreed to do the show twice. There's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt. That's spot on. That's 100% accurate. Yep. And his aunt, let's be real, also needs her money too. Oh, totally. Because he, she was in on the scam too. You could tell they just openly loathe Nicole. And you know what? The the saving grace is that there was a camera crew there for that little girl. Because I was like, oh my God, please let that camera crew just be around that poor little girl the whole time. Because you know you don't trust Nicole or anyone else. But then no. Azin's family actually seemed to really care for her too, at least on camera. So I was like, okay, thank God they're not child predators that we can see. Because it was just so fucked up. They're, I think that they are clever enough in their their desire for her money to know to make it look like they're nice to the kid. Yeah, that's true. Like paint her nails and yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I just don't, I don't, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm being super cynical and they have to think, you know, that they're normal people who can appreciate the kid. So I think that the... Aunt knows about it. I think Azon has got multiple women on the hook, like you said. And I really wish Nicole's parents, you're totally right, would let her go to Morocco. Just like, okay, go then, girl. Yeah, just go. You, because she would totally not go because she doesn't want to lose that government housing she's living in, which definitely is government housing. And she also would have no man waiting there for her because as much as she cries and she was sniffling and going through the whole drama on the tell all, she has to know somewhere in her, in her, like one, like I said, one remaining brain cell that this guy is never going to marry her. We're not talking even about dating. We're talking about marriage. And her, and her enormous immaturity on that set of being like, and I was sad because everyone there was someone and I wasn't. Like, that's the only thing she can see. That's it. I know. I've had deeper conversations with my seven-and-a-half-year-old, I swear to God. I had one last night with my nine-year-old out of left field. <laughs> I know. We could dress up our kids and put them on that reunion couch next to Nicole, and they would, yeah. make, more, they would make more sense and be more thoughtful. Yeah. My son could watch this and be like, I don't think he likes her. I know, right? That would be it. Right. <laughs> yeah. I know. I mean, do, here's, what, here's what got me, too. What's her name? Anka? Aika. Aika. Mm-hmm. Aika. Um, I think she really loves him. I think so, too, which is really bizarre to me, because she... 
I don't know, maybe I'm crazy because everyone on 90 Day Fiance is so messed up, but I think she seems somewhat normal and she seems she's pretty and she's older. She's not like 19 years old, so she knows what she's getting herself into. Why would she ever go for Josh? I think that they, quite frankly, I think they are the same. Their trash, like their trashiness translates to each other. Oh, you know what? You know that what is mean? spot like, on. I, yes. Yeah, he's, you know what, I mean, you know what we would call him here? He's just kind of a trash ball, you know? Yeah. And I don't think that he isn't kind of the same thing from where she's from. Like they would meet in a boat bar in Racine. Yeah. And both fall in love by yes. like two o'clock in the morning totally that but it's but it's just an international story that you know you're totally yes. right yeah i'm telling you he clearly loved her because she's probably the prettiest girl he's ever had totally and then the mom comes in and couldn't be kinder to her like I, i'm like these guys have got a shot yeah you know what they do have a shot and i don't know that this this whole pregnancy thing and whatever yeah. i mean she knew about his vasectomy i don't know if that was for a storyline because i agree with you that this is one of the most unscripted shows i think they do some soft scripting i mean we've heard about little things here and there like um annie getting asked about the thai massage from chris and how nikki his yeah. wife claims that producers prodded him to do that okay fine but I don't know. I think I don't think her kid thing is maybe as strong of a storyline as she made it for the show because they were kind of a snooze fest otherwise. So maybe that's right. what they had to they do. Had to have something. They had to have something exactly. So we have got to talk about the other David, the yep. the David of all Davids, not Jenny yep. McCarthy's David, but Ty Kentucky yep. David and Annie, who are just beyond horrific to me. Well, I finally, I finally found someone that I just that I that grosses me out more than Paul from before the ninety days. Totally. David. Yeah, I know. When you sent me, so Lister sent me a "Would you rather" the other day. She said Paul or David, and we were both stumped for like an hour because, I mean, who would you rather? And then, I what was the final conclusion? I think it was Paul. You won't have to be Paul because at least we know he's got an STD test. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. Because I think David's. David's uh, nether regions are probably no bueno. Like, it's probably dripping with gonorrhea. I don't want to know anything about what's going on down there. But Paul, yeah, at least he got the STD test. I mean, both of them are equally disgusting in every other way, though. David's body is like nothing I've ever seen before in my life. And Antonio screaming at him that he was a penguin was one of the best things I've seen this year. We're already in December. I know. I know. That Antonio has been all over the place. He has been, I mean, he came on the reunion. He's been on podcasts. He's been out there doing his own YouTube videos. And he's like, I want to check. He's looking to get paid for this. And I'm like, somebody pay this man because I need to hear more from him. I need more from Nikki, too. I just wanted Nikki and Antonio show. I would love... Nikki was a YouTube star. I mean, whatever. But she was a YouTuber before she met Chris. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, totally. Nikki and Antonio doing their own show. I'll tune in every single day. Yeah, I would, too. And thank God for her. Any sort of voice of reason in this situation that was one of the most vile, fucked up, things I've ever witnessed on a reality show. Yeah. I mean, it was so great when Antonio attacked David that night verbally and almost physically. Yep. Nikki was like saying to Annie, she was like, yeah, are you okay? And Annie was like, it just goes so bad so fast. She was like, yeah, she goes, that's all David's fault. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I know. And then Nikki just handing over her credit card when, of course, David's is declined, which... 
Okay, so here's here's the deal. We got to talk about this. Annie was sad in that moment, and she appears to be the victim a lot, but I'm hearing a lot of chatter about how she's getting quite a victim edit, including from Antonio. Antonio claims Annie is just as shady as David is when it comes to taking money from Chris and everybody else. That doesn't surprise me at all. Okay, so... It really doesn't. I think that by the time we got to the wedding dress, I didn't even feel sorry for her anymore. Yeah, because we were, like, at the end of the journey. Yeah, when she was standing in that parking lot yelling at him, and he was like, well, do you want to talk about your past? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Antonio is out there claiming that they met in a, quote, dick-sucking bar, and that basically it's just like a regular job over there because it's not full-blown prostitution, and Annie is on the take. And if you have looked at this Fantasy Thailand website that Chris runs – I mean, David's on there sort of like, he's like, he's like Chris's mascot in a weird way. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chris has a Fantasy Thailand website. Oh yeah. So Chris runs this business called Fantasy Thailand and you can read that website a hundred times in a row and you still can't tell what the hell they're selling because it is sex tourism. Mark my words. It is sex tourism. It is for old weirdo men to go over to Thailand and find themselves a Thai hooker girl wife. And that's what he did for David. And we just saw it on TLC unfold. Yep. So do we think that's what David has on him? Because he clearly has some dirt on him to let Chris be so financially indebted to him and or loyal. I know. What is that? It is so messed up. So... I mean, this fantasy Thailand business is out there, and it really is, I mean, it does reek of this romance tourism, and I think they're even okay that people know that, that it's this romance tourism, but David has to have something much more sinister, much deeper. I feel like they murdered someone together, I swear to God. They, I mean, it can't just be like, oh, Chris slept with a bunch of, like, you know, junky women. It cannot be that. It. They murdered someone, I swear. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. They raped and murdered a time girl and then they covered it up. Right. They pulled... Right. For the Jenny McCarthy Show listeners, they pulled a Gordy (laughs) and drove an RV across Thailand and killed people. Yes. Gordy or or David? No. I think Gordy would be... I think Chris is actually probably the bigger weirdo because why would he pay why would he be paying this much money you know i don't know and and then i love that all of a sudden they're in kentucky you know for the wedding quote unquote yeah like and that's also that's also where they live right yeah mickey goes um um she goes like well david had to go to thailand because nobody here wanted him i know i love when she said that i love when she said that that's the truth Oh my god, that was so fucking funny. She is gorgeous. I mean, she looks like it's one of these things is not like the others when she's with all the cast members because you're like, you're on the wrong show. Everyone here, there's no hair and makeup on this show. (laughs) Every every time I see her, she's been dressed to the nines. Her face is perfection. I know. Her cheekbones are like a 90s model. I know. I know, and she look. Doesn't she look like she gets the special Bravo lighting that nobody else gets? Yeah. I, wait, the best part is I think that's just her hue. Yeah, I do too. I think she just got an angelic hue around her, and it looks like the Bravo lighting that makes all the housewives look like forty years yeah. younger. 
She has that just naturally. Yeah. And then there's like, and then there's like McLarry and Paul and everybody else looking like total ass for the entire series. Yeah. Sweating. Nobody can figure this out. Here's, I, like I said, I did notice that the um, Hummer, the camouflage Hummer that David and Andy were driving around. And by the way, who knew that Andy could drive? I don't know. I don't know. It, there's so many loose ends. I don't know. Yeah. But there, that truck said Fort Knox. I looked it up and it was in Louisville. And it's like a storage unit company, which obviously Chris owns. Yes. And I love this that you, that you went like dark, deep. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Dark ops, deep cover, and just totally research the shit out of that. Lister was sending me screenshots, and I'm like, I could not love this more or love her more for doing this. But so I actually had a wake up moment after you sent me that, like a day later, and I was like, oh my god, I remember now seeing this post on some social media outlet, I don't know, Instagram or something, where Chris was praising David for doing a hard day's work. And do you know what the work was? It was standing outside of one of his storage facilities in Louisville, dressed up in one of those crazy costumes, pointing and waving at cars. And it showed, yes, and it showed David doing it and climbing into his costume and climbing out again. And, and, and Chris was like, it was like his infant son had just learned to do his first poopy. Yeah. It was like really pathetic. He was like, I'm so proud of my friend who did a hard day's work. And then he actually said in the post and didn't make his son do it for him. Uh huh. I know. I'm like, what? These are the creepiest people ever. I know. Get out, Nikki. Blink twice. What is going on? Seriously, I know. Blink twice if you need help, girl. I mean, (laughs) she seems very capable. I know. Why is she in this mess? I got it. I want to deep dive on this like I've never wanted to deep dive on anything. I want to know everyone's secrets. I think that's why this show is so fantastic. Yeah. Because it's the tip of the iceberg, right? This is the tip of the iceberg. I mean, when she stands there next to Chris on their, you know, talking head, and she's like, make no mistake about it. I'm doing this for Chris, not for David. Or make no mistake about it. I didn't agree to this. And Chris is just standing there like, like, I did it. Like, he didn't say anything. I know. And I'm like, behind closed doors, what is she saying? Because she seems pretty loud and proud about her opinions, but he doesn't really answer back. He doesn't defend himself. It's weird. Okay, so moving on from 90 Day Fiance, we have to do a quick maybe 10 minutes about Housewives because we have very similar thoughts on where the Housewives is going, right? We talked about this a little bit earlier. What do you think? I think it's getting be almost um, a chore for me to watch. Like, I record them, and then I go, oh, God, I gotta catch up. But I'm not rushing home to watch them anymore. Meanwhile, 90 days, like, I did the entire season, you know, in a weekend. I couldn't get enough of it. Yeah. But I just think that the housewives are so contrived now, it's just boring me. It doesn't, it doesn't, none of it rings true. Oh, you're supposed to believe that Harry Hamlin and, and, and um, Kyle ran into each other in the forest? I know. I know, right? That first Beverly Hills, I mean, the premiere, I was just like, where, where, you know? Yeah. And I don't want to feel like that. And I hate to even speak these words because I do have a deep abiding love for the housewives, but I feel like this season of OC was kind of the death knell of everything. I agree. I yeah. really do. And like I, 
but I don't want it to be either because I do love them, and that's why I still record and still watch. Me too. Because I'm, I'm, I'm committed. I've really been in it for a long time, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel, I mean, so I'm in Wisconsin. You understand this as a former Wisconsin girl. It's like being a Packer fan during a long, dry spell. Like, I will stick with yeah. the housewives even when they're bad. Like, I will watch. Yeah. I will still watch. But I don't feel, like you said, I don't feel jazzed about it. Okay, so, yeah, getting back to OC. So, because that was so bad this season, and that was the original city, that was the original inception of the Housewives, you know, back when they were just wearing jeans in their backyard, do you think yeah. that is going to, like, be the pattern that each city is just going to topple like dominoes? Um, I think it might be headed that way unless we start all over with a completely new cast. I don't even know if that's possible anymore because now everybody knows the formula. They do know the formula and they've watched it enough. It's like, oh, I don't even know what the analogy is. Yeah, it's it's become a parody of itself almost. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. Beverly Hills once went to reach just went to Teddy, you know, Mellencamp's play date place. It's just so contrived and lame. Like, it's bored. I just, like insulting my intelligence. Totally. Like you can see the production more than you can see the oh characters, God. right? Let's be real. Now they have like they've gotten clearly like a, more, a larger music budget. They are, like, filming the girls getting ready in different squares. Like, they square off the TV now. Yep, yep, yep. Those, like, fancy shots of their shoes pushing the gas out on their sports cars. I'm like, what is this? I know. <laughs> it's totally edited. It's totally edited. And then you've got TLC over here doing shows like 90 Day Fiance. And I don't know if you've seen a premiere for this, Lister. Love After Lockup. OMG. It looks amazing. Amazing. So we've got that kind of stuff going on, and I feel like fans are really moving in that direction. Even though Bravo really does give us the glitz and the glamour, and I, I like that to a certain extent, but not at the expense of real stories. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. Vanderpump is bringing it for me. Vanderpump right now is better than all the housewives combined, aside from maybe New York City. I agree. Yeah. So I was going to actually say that the only caveat to the housewives sucking it for me is New York. New York is still reigning supreme. I think they had a great season, especially at the end. And I think their cast is so strong. And even with polished editing and stuff, they're still unpolished enough and make enough mistakes in their lives and let them let people see them on camera that they're okay. Like Beverly Hills, they don't want to make any mistakes. They don't want anyone right. to think they're the bad guy. Yeah, and, and the whole season is is then built around that. Like, I didn't say that. No, you said that. I didn't say that. You, right. you tried to say it's not on camera. I'm like, oh. I know, right? I mean, can you imagine actually being on any of these shows with your with your real friends? It's just so hilarious. Like, no one acts like this. No, no. And, and by the way, I, we talk about each other so much that nobody would be friends anymore. No, exactly. All on camera. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Right. And nobody would be married for even one season because yeah. you'd be you'd be saying so much shit about your husband or boyfriend. It's just like real life doesn't operate like this. And I can't even remember the last time I talked to my friend about another friend for like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks like these women do. It's like forget it. Right. No. Right. It's so you know, boring. We do a, we do a quick ten minute blowout and then we forget about it. You know, like that's it. 
Yeah, you just, you're, you're too busy. You get, well, you know what though? These, I don't think they're busy enough. Okay, we've got to talk about Dorit's fake renovations. Meanwhile, why does her house look exactly the same as it did prior to the renovation? Yeah. Before, after, it was exactly the same. Yeah, Jeff Lewis did not come in there and do anything. Like, nobody came in there and did anything. Also, P.S., don't they rent that house? Why was she acting like they were doing renovations? They absolutely rent that house. It used to be J Lo. Did you know that? No. Oh my God. Yeah. That's good dirt. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know okay. that. You know what? The so obviously the people who own it were doing maybe just upkeep, not even a renovation. Yeah. But Dorit and PK are such posers. They called it renovations. Oh my God! I thought you're right. Yeah, they were probably just like installing new pipes because the old ones were rusty or something. <laughs> or or they're just making it more neutral decor because they're actually going to sell it to people who have money. It was for sale this past year. So they probably, wow. they probably like had to repaint because, I mean, yeah. they had that weird like black and gold, it looked like a Coke den, that room yeah. downstairs that they always hung out in and made each other drinks. I mean, the whole place was like kind of outdated. Yeah. And so they probably were like, okay, we need to like actually fix this place so we can sell it and quit renting it to these posers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Dorit was like, oh, we decided to get renovations. And of course, we went over budget. Yeah, what is she talking about? I feel like everything about them is so smarmy and so fake, and I want it to come out this season. I don't think I can handle waiting many more seasons for it to come out. I want something to happen this season. It's too bad, too, because I think that Dorit is gorgeous, and I think her clothes are awesome. Amazing. And she can do so much better than him. Ew. I know. Why PK? Ugh. He's not even a gentleman. Like, we can deal with anybody's looks, but he's, like, not even a gentleman, you know? No, he's just gross. He seems right. like he could cross over into 90 Day Fiancé and be one of those dudes who goes on a romance tour. Oh, like, he, he could be David's brother. Totally, totally. He's David with money and better clothes and an accent. Yes. Yeah. Maybe the money. We don't even know. Oh, <laughs> my God. That is totally true. Well, Lisser, I love talking about Housewives with you. I could talk 90 Day Fiance with you. I mean, we could teach a PhD level class on this at this point. We have to get that started, seriously. People would enroll. We could we could just run it online. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, I don't know what that says about us as human beings, but I'm totally down. I know, right? It's like... <laughs> This is this is my actual purpose in life. No, I wake up and I look at the news and like I go I go right past real news. I'm like, oh Syria, and then I'm like, wait, did Paul did Paul post a GoFundMe again for Karini? Like I need to know that. Reality T is like the mothership calling me home. <laughs> I know. So oh, I couldn't love you more. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for having me. I loved it. I'll come back anytime. Yay! And I, we're all waiting for you to get your own platform, your own show somewhere, because we could listen to you talk all day, every day, just on like a 24-hour um, news, news in quotation marks show. And can you tell people just where to find you, though, on Twitter until then? I'm on Twitter, at Lister and the number two, at Lister two. At Lister two. I, do, I, would, I would do a news show, and it would be like, beep, 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 this just breaking. And it would just be like me at a desk with like Paul in the background with a GoFundMe account. <laughs> that would be the breaking news. <laughs> exactly. It would be like, you guys, Larry just ate the pig. 
reports are just coming in that he did not get the diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> He needed a touch of Maylox. It was a Maylox moment. Okay, but but here's the weird thing. I would be listening to it. Like I would not be tearing myself away from that. So you're we're together on that. Yes, I will hopefully see you on BFF Friday at some point. That's my goal. That's my 2018 goal. So until then, have a great holiday season. I'll talk to you in the new year, I'm sure. Probably talk to you within the hour. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. <laughs> well, you guys, that was really super duper fun for me. I hope you hung in there for the whole podcast with my dog barking in the background and my printer going off in my office and all the fun life moments for a home podcaster that you can handle. Lisser can be found again on Twitter at Lisser2, the number two. And I hope you guys hit her up on there because she is just one of the funniest women on the planet, and I love her. Join the Pink Shade with Erin Martin Facebook group and find me at Erin Leah Martin on Twitter and Instagram. And until next time, I will see you in reality. Bye.